welcome to livealittlehigher.com. On the 14th day of the month of Adar, we will be celebrating the festival of Purim. For more than 2,300 years, Jews all around the world have kept observances of this very special, of this very special day. The day before Purim, this year, it falls on the 20th of March or the 13th of Adar, we keep the fast of Esther, otherwise known as Tanit Esther. This fast goes from dawn to nightfall, and it commemorates the fasting that the Jewish people eh, had to keep in response to their in, 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 in imminent annihilation and Esther's approach to King Ahasuerosh to beseech on their behalf. At nightfall, while we're still fasting, we read the first reading of Megillat Esther, the scroll of Esther, and the next day we are commanded to listen to it all over again. It's very important that we listen to Megillat Esther from the first word till the last. People should not talk and we should really be very, very in tune into listening every word of the Megillah. If by any chance you miss part of it, it is not, a, it is not seen like you, you heard all of it. You have to go and, and listen to it all over again. So on the day of Purim, it is commanded for us to send gifts of food to our friends, which are known as Mishloat Manot, and we also increase in charity to the poor, Matanot Levionim, which every person is commanded to give two, uh, two, for two people the amount of what would be a whole meal for them. And we partake of a festive meal in which we must rejoice by eating and drinking. All this is done to foster love for one another, for unity, because this breaks all the harsh decrees amongst the Jewish people and it arouses the mercy of God. The observance of the Mishloah Manot and the Matanot Leovionim and the partaking of the festive meal were instituted both by Mordechai and Queen Esther. But the idea of reading of the Megillah came solely from Queen Esther. This is why the Megillah is known as Megillat Esther and not Megillat Mordechai. Both Mordechai and Esther, the two heroes of the story of Purim, have two complete different approaches of how the miracle of Purim should be commemorated. Mordechai was the one who refused to bow down to Haman. It was he who identified the root of the spiritual reason of their suddenly, sudden change of faith, the Jews, when they started to try to assimilate into the Persian culture, and from being normal abiding citizens of the Persian Empire, suddenly they were hated people and, want, and they wanted to exterminate them, for they were people that kept to themselves from the rest. So it was none other than Mordechai who called upon the people to repent and do Teshuvah, by returning to their essence and the their true part of themselves, by instituting these three days of fasting and prayer and gathering the children to learn Torah. Esther, on the other hand, uh, with complete Mesirat Nefesh, she, she was complete, uh, with complete self-sacrifice, went and approached the king Ahasuerosh. This was something very dangerous that she did because she was never allowed to go to him without being called. And she knew that if she went by herself, she could run the bad fate that the king would not want to see her and he would get her killed. 
But nevertheless, Mordechai told her, this is the reason you were born for a day like this. The Jewish people are going to say, be saved either by you or by someone else. Hashem, if Hashem decrees for them to be saved, they're going to be saved. But you have the opportunity to be the heroine of this, of this uh, story. So, so this is how uh, Esther approached King Hahashperosh after fasting with the people. She approached him and presented to him the matter of Haman's plan to annihilate the Jewish people. And also she revealed to him that she was Jewish. Because before this he didn't know she was a Jewish girl. Mordechai represents the soul of Purim. The one who helped the, Jews, the Jewish people reach their spiritual fallen uh, state and bring salvation, his idea of celebrated Purim would have been like a Yom Tov. He wanted Purim to be like Rosh Hashanah, like Sukkot, like, like Pesach, like Shavuot, a day of rest, a day in which we would cease all work or creative work and we would dedicate this day to praying and eating and, and, and being in a soul-like soul state. Esther, on the other hand, represents the body of Purim, the one who manipulated the physical events which brought the salvation to the Jewish people. For her, Purim had to be a day of rejoicing and physicality, by dressing up, by eating, by drinking, and rejoicing in the physical pleasures of the body, and also by listening to the Megillat Esther. When the Sanhedrin institutionalized the, the, the miracle of Purim, it was Esther's approach that prevailed. Purim is the festival of the Jewish body. Different from any other festival, we in, in Purim rejoice in our body. And, it's, and this is why Yom Kippur is called ha Haki Purim, almost like Purim, because Purim, in Yom Kippur we fast. We fast and we make our, our body be afflicted so we can elevate ourselves to a more soul-like state. So in, 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 in Yom Kippur, we're almost like in Purim, but Purim is even in a higher level than Yom Kippur. What is the connection between Yom Kippur and Purim? In the future, we will delight in that, in that day, the day of atone, atonement and affliction, will become and it will transform itself to a day of delight just like Purim. Today, every holiday we celebrate is connected to the soul. Uh, on, only on Purim we connect to the body. But when Mashiach comes, the body will be so refined and pristine that it will take precedence from the soul. Purim, the festival of the Jewish body, brings us a glimpse of the days to come. It is a taste of Mashiach times. And it says that when Mashiach comes, Purim will be celebrated just like we celebrate it today. On a deeper level, although in our days the spirit is superior to matter, we always regard the soul as a higher entity than the body, for it is transcendental, infinite, and it's not bound by time and space, the body, on the other hand, is finite and temporal. But the underlying truth is that the body reflects God's physical reality. The physical world is what proclaims God's existence. It is a testimony of his creation. If we look at the body with all its sinews and limbs, cells, everything that it contains, it is miraculous. 
Not one machine by man can be created to function like the human body. It is a testament to Hashem's creation. When we're able to merge soul and body together in a perfect, harmonious way, our physical beings can come to be elevated to the level of soul, and by doing this, we are proclaiming our commitment to God, expressing the truth by being transparent to the purpose of our creation. In Purim, we are able to fulfill this incredible union of body and soul by giving precedence to the body, by being a vehicle of Hashem in this world, in this most physical, lowly world. So, my friends, Hak Hapurim Sameach, may you be rejoicing in Purim. The whole month of Adar is a month of joy. Joy breaks all barriers, and may we show that Hashem is in this world through us. So I leave you here, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.